Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Level Up Podcast with Greg Harrelson. We've got an awesome, very special mini episode for you today. Uh, We're going to be talking about how to grow in a hot market and what things we need to think about and what the differences are between growing in a hot market versus growing in a down market. We're taking market shares a little bit easier. Now, that's what's interesting is that when, when we talk to you, Greg, about this strategy, you're, you're one of the only people I know of that believes it's easier to grow and take market share in a down market. So you have a very interesting perspective on this anyway. Uh, but then we want to talk about the differences between that and growing in a hot market. So let's talk about, first of all, um, you know, your perspective on just why it's easier to take market share typically in a down market. You know, um, and I agree. There is a lot of people that would, would say, hey, I don't, I don't understand that or I don't, I don't quite believe that. The, the key is, is in a hot market, there's a ton of competition. The top competition lacks skills. Now, that's not, let's just say that we are going to be able to somehow measure the average skill level of the agent population. In a hot market, you get more people flocking to the real estate industry because they feel like they can make some quick money and their skill sets are a lot lower. So in a hot market, the average skill sets is lower than in a down market because in a down market you kind of say you 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 know in a in a down market you'll see which agents are swimming naked meaning you'll see which ones are skills uh, skilled and which ones are not skilled and the unskilled go out of business they leave the market well right. when they leave the market that's fewer people going after a piece of the pie okay mm-hmm. so now you got fewer agents going after the piece of the pie now some people say yeah in a down market nothing sells no in a down market there's still plenty of transactions there's less agents going after them so the average number of transactions available in a down market is higher than the average transactions that will be available to agents on average in a hot market Okay, and that would be taking number of transactions divided by number of agents that would be in the business at that moment. On the flip side, let's assume that you're one of the agents that are skilled. The consumer in a hot market will let Cousin Vinny sell or list them their property because they know subconsciously it really doesn't matter. Anybody can sell it. So right. they'll let Cousin Vinny, who just got licensed, list their property because it goes in the MLS. It's going to sell in spite of Cousin Vinny. But when the going gets tough and the market's a little bit tougher, then now all of a sudden people realize, you know what? This is a tough market. I hope we can get our money for our property. They start being a little bit more selective about the agent they choose to hire and they will actually not hire cousin Vinny and they'll explain to him that I would love to hire you, but I've got to hire somebody who has better, more experience and who has a track record. So not only is the number of agents, the competition down, but if you're one of the skilled agents left in the market, the consumer starts hiring skills Right now, in a hot market, the consumer is hiring bodies. They're just hiring hiring people. So we that are skilled become in much higher demand 
in a down market. So if you'll really turn it on, and let's just say you're working expireds um, in a down market, you say you may have to work expireds, FISBOs, RENTBOs, cold call. You may have to do work more angles, more pillars in a down market to grow. But all that means is, is you got to use multi, um, multiple channels to reach people. Mm-hmm. But when you reach people, if you're skilled, you've got less competition and you'll get selected. Okay. So, that so makes we're sense. losing so that's the yeah, flip we're losing side. business. We're losing we'll, uh, eight skilled agents are losing business today to people that just got their license and have yeah. no idea on how to advise somebody. Yes. Yeah, 100%. So given that that's and that has nothing to do with us necessarily. That's the climate and that's the that is the it's an indirect result of our presentation of what a realtor is to the market, which is why you get that idea that well, cousin Vinny can do it just as well as anybody as long as it's a hot market. So yeah. that's our that's our fault as an industry, but it is the way it is. I agree. We can't control that at the, at the agent level, but what can you control? So if we can't control that perception, the the public perception that drives that phenomenon, we can't control that. What can we control to take and not just grow our own business, but actually take market share when the whole market is growing and the public does have that perception that just about any warm body will do. Yeah. So here's my thought on it. So in a, in a, I'll go in reverse. I'll start with a down market. In a down market, is, let's just say that your, your, your specialty is centers of influence. In a down market, to grow your business, um, you may have worked centers of influence in the hot market. Now the market has shifted to a down market. So you want to continue working your centers of influence, but then you want to add major pillars. You be, mm-hmm. need to become more diversified. You need to work centers of influence and then maybe add four sub owners, maybe add, um, you know, uh, expires, maybe add rent bows. So those are like four major pillars that you have to juggle at the same time. So you can increase the amount of presentations you can go on. So you have the ability to be selected since you're the skilled person, right? You want to be, you, you just need to be in front of people. That's how you're going to grow. Now, I don't suggest that in a hot market. In a hot market, I do things a little bit differently. Instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, let's say that you're calling four four sub-owners and you're working your centers of influence and start trying to add a bunch of new pillars now because it takes a long time to add these pillars, work these pillars, learn that. I say what you do right now is look at what you're already doing and focus on optimizing the things that you're already doing good. So if you're doing good with expireds or FISBOs or centers of influence, figure out, step back and look at that, the systems that you're using, the conversations you're having and say, what do I need to do to improve this one in this one area by 10%? And then you take the other area and say, what do I need to do to improve in this area? And you can start to look at things and, you know, you could improve the price range that you're working by from 200,000 to 220,000. That's 10%. Most people would say, well, gosh, I could probably work on going from a 300,000 average price range to a $330,000 price range. That's not the same as trying to tackle going from 300,000 to 2 million. Right. But that $30,000 addition in average is 10%. And then you could say, well gosh, what would it what would it take if I'm already getting five or let's say I'm getting 10 listings in a month and for most people that's a lot, but if I'm going from getting 10 listings, what would it take if I actually got one more listing? Right. That's 10%, right? And then what happens if you get one more listing, and then on top of that one more listing, you get an additional 10% on the average sales price, mm-hmm. right? Now we're compounding, and you and I both know who teaches that. Yeah. That's Jay Abraham. All, all That's all day long. 
right? Yeah. And yep. so I think what we do is we go back and we start learning those, uh, taking those lessons and applying them. Don't try to go and get 100% growth or reinvent something brand new. Focus on the systems you've got in place and make small tweaks, small changes, and then let the compound effect be the reason that you gain market share. Yeah, it's, it's such a good point. And, and I think that there's it's very easy to fall into this trap and we fall into it in a bunch of different areas. Everything from like when you once you get into the wider world of entrepreneurs, you, you see people make this mistake with books. Um, you know, Dan Kennedy made an, an awesome comment in bur buried in one of his books. One time he talked about his process for how he sells books. Very similar to guys like Jay Abraham. He's like, you sell 50,000 books, literally one book at a time. Like it's mm -hmm. hand to hand combat. And his point of that was that like you, you don't just do one thing and, and you don't tweak and optimize one thing that results in these huge spurts. It's often, uh, it, it's a little tweak here. It's a little tweak there. It's a little, and then all those things, m those tweaks multiply as long as you're, you yeah. know, as long as you're actually changing things that are ongoing, it's not just a one time bump. If you're changing things in the way, like if you're upgrading your skill set, that's something that you take with you for the next five years, 10 years. Right? That's right. If you're changing yeah. the, a system, if you're optimizing how you generate leads or how you convert leads, and it's something that you do every month, month in, month out, like those, those kind of small tweaks multiply each other as long as they're ongoing. And that was his point of that. And I think it's very easy for us to go, well, I want to double my business. And we go, great. I just need to double the number of phone calls. Well, that's, you could do that. Yeah. And congratulations if you buckle down and make twice as many prospecting calls this year as you did last year. Some guys do it and they're very, and that's how they grow. But mm -hmm. the other option is to optimize the things that you have going on and look at four or five different areas and just make those make 10% improvements, like you said. So I love that approach because that's actually yeah. much more doable, especially if you tackle those improvements one at a time instead of, you know, I want to double my business and you have to like yes. stand back and go, okay, what is going to like, what's going to produce double the number of leads, double the number of written contracts. You know, it's a very yeah. big, that's a very big problem. So, and, and great, I'm glad you really bring that up because most people do not default to if I'm going to double my business, I'll just double the number of contacts. Like there mm -hmm. is a small breed um, mm -hmm. that will, will, like that will be their approach, right? And I am all about contacts and most people that in the audience that listens to this knows that I am about prospecting and contacts. But I also know that that's not the way to go. It's not double the deals double the contacts. So then what happens next year? Double the contacts again? There, yep. it, it's not sustainable. Okay. Yeah. You can't scale that now. Uh, but if you'll notice, people are still in a hot market wanting to double their business. So what do they do? They mm -hmm. go buy into the new shiny object that's on the yep. internet. Yep. Why do you think that all the vendors are hitting our industry so hard right now because they know it's a hot market. Real estate agents have a little bit more money. They still want to grow. So we'll, we'll advertise this magic pill and they'll all buy it. It's happening. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening in a down market. You don't see as much of that. Mm -hmm. It's interesting in a down market when we need a lot of those things, they don't, they're not there, but right now if they're, they're there and people buy it. And I got, I wrote down a minute ago, um, we have more money to buy more shiny objects and, open up more circles that we never complete that become distractions that stunt growth. Yeah. What I'm doing here is saying, Hey, instead of getting too distracted on chasing this new shiny object and spend the next six months trying to prove the concept, how about take something you've already proven, tweak it by a couple percent and then tweak this by a couple percent. And next thing you know, you've doubled your business. Yeah. Yeah. I love it.
Yeah, and that's where I think it has. I, I love your mentality because it's a combination of yes, you need to increase the number of contacts, but there's more than one way to skin the cat. In other words, you can you can add in things like marketing automation, you can add systems, you can add other things, and then once those things are established, you can start to tweak and tweak and tweak, and every tweak. Uh, you know, combined with all the other tweaks that you make, if you do it consistently, exponentially increases your business when you add all those things up. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Love it. All right. Well, let's uh, briefly uh, let people know how they can connect with you and contact you. Um, and we'll tell them how, about how to subscribe to the show. Yeah. Well, first of all, I appreciate everybody that's tuning in. The downloads are continuing to increase and that's kind of motivating for me. It's like, okay, well, if more people are listening, then, you know, I got to uh, continue to raise my game up and, and, and bring better content. So thank you for the, the loyalty that y'all are demonstrating. And, um, and it's really, um, becoming more efficient for people to just reach me through Facebook Messenger and just message me right through Facebook. Y'all are pretty much watching this on Facebook now. That's the best way to connect with me and it makes it efficient and allows me the time to kind of get back out to you. Awesome. Uh, and then for the show itself, best way is if you're on an Apple device, just go to your Apple podcast app. So that's where they're really pushing folks to, to download and subscribe to the show. So search the Level Up podcast on your Apple podcast app. You can do the same thing on Stitcher uh, if you're on an Android device. And then you can also grab the video versions over on YouTube. So if you're not a podcast junkie at all uh, and you just want to be able to, to hop on to YouTube and watch these on your tablet or computer whenever you feel like it, just search the Level Up podcast on YouTube. That is the best way. So with that being said, we guys, we appreciate you watching and listening to this shorter episode. And we hope you keep an eye out for these because we'll be continuing to talk about some other topics like how technology is going to affect buyers agents and how to set goals for the short term. And there's some other really cool episodes coming down the pipeline. So make sure to keep an eye out for those.